Hi, this is Marlene, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Stories of the Supernatural. Whether you're watching a video or listening to a podcast, please like and subscribe to us so that you can get notification of when a new show is released. Links to videos or MP3 files can be found on MiamiGhostChronicles.com. Go to MarlenePardo.com for information on new book releases. I narrate several podcast series that can be found on major podcast platforms and can also be listened to via Alexa, Sonos, and other home systems. Look for Supernatural Storytime for scary storytelling, Nightshade Diary for classic horror and adventure stories, Stories of the Supernatural for interviews with different guests on the show. If you want to get noteworthy news about the paranormal world, true crime, conspiracy stories, and anything that is just plain weird, you can visit Strange Than Fiction Stories tab at MiamiGhostChronicles.com or find us on Blogspot. I want to thank you for being part of my audience, and I think you are all wonderful. Hi everybody, this is Marlene with Miami Ghost Chronicle Stories of the Supernatural and it's kind of a crazy day because uh, just squirrely stuff going on with the connection, internet, video, audio, like a big giant. But anyway, um, let me get on to the good stuff. For those of you who saw the video portion of the show, you saw that I did a tour of my chicken yard. Okay, and I introduced you to some of the chickens that I've showed you before, my blind rooster and all my other girls and boys and everything in between. And for those of you on the podcast, I'm not not going to put it in because without a video portion, it's not going to make any sense to you, me giving you a tour of some of my chickens of the chicken kingdom. Okay, so uh, before I forget, let me remind you all, please sign up for my newsletter on Substack. If you go to MiamiGhostChronicles.com, there's links there. You can go to MPPellister.com and you can sign up for my newsletter. I also have links to all the video versions of all the shows. It's not only Stories of the Supernatural, but Nightshade Diary, also Supernatural Storytime, and of course I'm doing Eerie.News. You can find links there. Also, besides links to the podcast versions, you can also have links where you could listen to any of the podcasts without commercial interruptions. All you have to do is you could go and listen from your browser or upload it, you know, or download the MP3 file if you want to listen to it from, you know, no commercial interruptions. Otherwise, you can find me everywhere. iHeartRadio, Spotify, uh, God, uh, Alexa, Amazon, everywhere. And I've got links there to, to directly to the program from if that's the podcast platform that you like so don't forget about that let me get on to the good part and let me tell you a little bit about who i have today and i'm so excited okay this uh her name is valerie evans and she's an astrology instructor and consultant okay she teaches astrologers and astrology enthusiasts how to analyze the scene of a crime and how to find a missing person okay using timestamp and studying the energy of that minute in time as a method of investigation all right um, it's, I mean, besides criminal investigations, missing person cases, uh, she could do it also with any ongoing thing, you know, that she's got, I imagine the information as far as, uh, whatchamacallit, the, uh, the, the birth, you know, the birth information. All right. But sure. let's, let's get talking to her. How are you doing today, Valerie? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me on. No, on the contrary. It is my pleasure. 
And we were already talking. I was like, man, I got to stop talking to her now because I, <laughs> I want to talk. Let me ask you, how did you get involved with this? Well, I was going through my own discovery process with astrology. And because I guess my personality, I'm always thinking of different ways to apply things. And I just, I think, um, stumbled onto this book on serial killers and their okay. birth charts. And that really led me to the next level, which was how you can construct the scene of a crime, look at it, decode mm -hmm. it, and get practical information in order to help find new clues. And there were quite a few years in between there from looking at serial killers, birth charts, like Ted Bundy and uh, uh, so many others. But uh, from there, I it just, it took on something that I wasn't expecting. And, and I had all this information and I had spreadsheets and, and I realized I need to put all of this together and mm -hmm. write a book and see where it takes me. Let me ask you something. Were you surprised? Let's say, let's, let's go with 10 Bundy, you know, that yes. kind of, we have information on his childhood and mm -hmm. you know, how he got into the basically killing and what, you know, he got executed. And when you did his chart, did those things match up? Is that how you realized? Wow. Absolutely. You can see everything. Okay. Uh, you can see how he died. Um, you can see what his energy was, um, where he had a pension. He, he had to go near colleges in certain circumstances at certain right. times of life. Um, his destiny was to create this chaos okay. and and so you start to think a little bit more deeply and philosophically about who are we are what is our purpose okay. do we have a choice and i'm starting to get to the point where i don't know if we have that much of a choice i really don't um, you can resist all you want but th there's a path that you're taking and, and there's a reason that you're here to do something so when you see you know, the other day I was putting on my Instagram a um, a comparison between Nixon and um, uh, John Wayne Bobbitt, okay, and whose wife uh, cut off his sexual. Of all the things that somebody can be remembered for, huh? <laughs> exactly, and there were um, there were similarities, really? which um, had to do with an appendage that would be what would it, it would center in their life. It would be a major area and what, because they both had a very strong Pluto influence and Pluto represents in crime charts uh, and in any chart, a sexual appendage or a penis. Okay. And so what was Nixon called? He was called Tr tricky. Yeah, exactly. And that was that Pluto was in his 10th house of career. So that's what he would be known for. Okay. Um, so that's an example. But in uh, John Wayne Bobbitt's case, his was, I believe it was in the fourth, which is uh, where his was cut off at home uh, in the fourth house. Yes. So when you start seeing the, these roadmaps of people, you start to think less of viscerally is the, I guess the word is less um, mm -hmm. harshly about uh, these people. I think some of us do anyway. Let me ask you what you said, that thing about Bundy, 
that you said, oh, I see him uh, with chaos. In other words, he was going to create chaos. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go to, you know, that, that argument that they always have of nature versus nurture. Yes. Could, mm-hmm. and somebody will say with that chart, would the nurture, let's say part of it is nature. Could, it be, could he have done chaos in any other way besides killing people, you think? Or was it just... Uh, I- I think so. The his roadmap, um, what was for me most prevalent, was his revenge towards women. That's what was the engine for him that drove him. And you can clearly see that that he needed that revenge. He needed it. He needed to feed it. Um, but I do think yes that there were some issues you can see in the home. Uh, and I believe Scorpio was. Um, I don't know. It played a part. So, and Scorpio is a killer. It's uh, it's a very harsh sign to have mm-hmm. around the house, if I can, if I remember correctly. But yeah, so he um, he he absolutely had a hard time. But was that his destiny? Was his roadmap that yes, you're going to be put in this terrible situation where, uh, you know, you grow up and your real mother is not there. It's, I, I believe was that his grandmother. No, what happened, and, and I was about to ask you this, but you got to, but I'm going to, I was reading up on him and his mom said that she had gotten pregnant. She had gone off to one of the, you know, back then they had those unwed mother things that you went to like a home and you had your baby. She had gone off. She was 20 years old to have the baby. And I guess she was going to put him up for adoption at the last minute. Her dad tells her, no, come back, bring the baby with you. Now there was, mm-hmm. There's a rumor, and again, this could go either way. She claimed that she had been seduced by a soldier. He was born around, you know, World War II and abandoned. In other words, seduction, abandonment. There's another rumor that says that he was a product of incest between her and her father. Okay. She then got married, had three more kids, but she always kept him, you know, with her. In other words, she, you know, um, and of course... You look at pictures and they all look like nice little kids and stuff like that, but you never know what went on behind closed doors, you know. Exactly. If it started with maybe the the way of his he was conceived, if there is any truth to that. Mm-hmm. Or let's face it, you know, maybe she let's say that's a tough decision. You're pregnant back at this in the nineteen forties and somebody's basically abandoned you. Yeah. So it definitely uh it, his anger grew at, at his childhood during his mm-hmm. childhood. Years. Uh, so it's, you are a seed on this earth and the seed is already predetermined for you. So it, it certainly takes a lot of effort to go against what you were, you were meant to do. Right. And, and that's, that's why I think it's, and it's like that, you know, predestination versus how much, you know, we always have that, that, that thought about free will, you know, that, you always Absolutely. have free will, but then of course you're saying, okay, but maybe you're going to be pointed in a certain direction or find yourself in certain circumstances. Yeah. And, and, and one thing uh, to, to your point is uh, you can find people's destiny for the year mm-hmm. if you look at your solar chart. And so I started doing a study for my solar chart and this is uh the chart between birthdays, that's your solar year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, I was born in February, so February to February. Okay. And it plays out what's going to happen. And I 
I don't know, maybe I'm different than any everybody else, but there were years when I think people probably thought of me as um, not a good person, maybe a troublemaker, things that I might not be too proud of. Okay. So I looked at those years and those solar years, and they were extremely poorly aspected. Okay. Um, it showed that people were not going to like me that year. Um, that And that would be the energy, and that I would return that energy. So that, I think, might be a little bit of a flavor looking at your solar year to see how your energy is going to translate into society. Let me... Well, especially, let me ask you, do you think it's wise to know that? Or is it, or could it be turned into a self-fulfilling prophecy? I I thought before that it could turn into a self-fulfilling prophecy, but I, I want to know. I like to know. I want to know who, I want to know what to expect and who to avoid. Okay. And I just had, uh, I, I had a client that wrote me, she is um, from Indonesia we talked two weeks ago and I, I don't like to scare people. I really don't. Okay. But if they want to, if they want to get some advice on their year on what to avoid, I'm going to tell them. And in this case, I told her, it looks like you're going to do great financially, but there's somebody who wants it. And I'm going to say, it looks like a friend, a friend might, I don't know how, cause I didn't know what kind of business she had. I didn't know mm -hmm. it was a school. I didn't know anything, but I said, all I want you to do is just look at the books and just protect yourself. That's all. Get an accountant if possible. Okay. Then Monday morning, she texts me and says, um, I'm at the police station. I found my friend stealing from me. Ooh. And so she was vigilant. And she she caught this girl taking her, her pottery and jewelry from her store and, um, and selling it online. So because she knew that, she was able to protect herself. So that would be a success story in a sense. Um, but of course, you don't want people being afraid to leave their house right. or to travel or, you know, it, because sometimes it says that now in Aaliyah's chart, uh -huh. her chart, that the year that she um, died in the plane crash, okay. there was a lot of affliction in traveling abroad, uh, traveling okay. outside of the U.S. And as we know, she um, she had the plane crash. So. Yes. Yeah. So it's, do you want to read the energy coming up or okay, that, that, let, let me ask you this because I, I, I know people out there are thinking, let's say, like you said, one thing is, here's your chart. This is the time and date you were born, but then you look and you, and, and if let's say she would have come to you and, and you say, you know what, that's a bad, this is a bad year or a bad month or a bad, whatever for travel, especially air travel. If she, yeah. if somebody like you or you would have given her that warning, and she wouldn't have gone, but however, it's in her chart. Would it would could that have been avoided or delayed, or was it that's it? You're going to get on that plane no matter what. Well, you get into the discussion of playing God, I guess. Right. Um, and avoiding those things. Uh, some people will say that you can delay it, mm -hmm. but it's still coming for you. So right. um, I want to say that we we are rewarded mm -hmm. if we know the code if okay. we know how to read the sky we can have an advantage okay so, yeah. right and i and you see where i'm going with this it's like was this something that no matter what 
you know, and, and I know that, you know, sometimes you can't escape death. It comes for all of us. But then, yeah, you, yeah. you know, you hear about people and let's let's use the plane ride, but it could happen to anything. Those people that have those gut feelings or a bad dream or something and they don't get on the plane mm-hmm. and they don't understand why. But they basically it saves their lives and everybody else went down. And if anybody else had a bad feeling, it's too late because they got on the plane and they dismissed it as their imagination. That's a great example, because that is probably in their chart, probably shows that their intuition is life-saving in some way. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, it's a chicken or the egg kind of thing. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like ex- exactly. Is it? Were you gonna? Were you gonna get out of it anyway? You know, maybe you're ta- you, you took a ride and it got there late. For example, and you missed your plane. Oops. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that's that's so that to me is so interesting. And um, we were talking also that you look at you know um, you know not only uh, as far as crime, uh, certain cases or cold cases or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. have you come across anything that you were really surprised that beyond, because, you know, sometimes certain cases, certain information is put out in the media, whether it's a big case or not, whether it's a cold case or not. Have you ever come across something you're like, wow, this is beyond what's generally known out there about this? All the time. And it's yeah. Because we will get, and I was just, I had an interview with, uh, I was talking to a psychic uh, detective today. He's, he's pretty well known in his community. And uh, we get frustrated sometimes because people will just say things like, well, you were wrong or this or that. And it's something that comes with the territory. But uh, it's usually a, an, uh, a reaction to something immediately. But the, the lesson is patience because six months and um, a year later, two years later, okay, the chart ends up telling us that, no, this is how it really was. And, and unfortunately, sometimes we see that uh, the police are not, sometimes mm-hmm. um, are, are not really giving the full, uh, the full information for whatever reason. So that's, right. that can be frustrating. I've heard that sometimes, and I don't know if they still do it, in it, that they'll withhold like certain type of information because they say sometimes for some weird reason, people confess to crimes that they didn't commit. It, that is fascinating to me. Yes. And, uh, and like if you fudge, in other words, unless you know this particular thing about the crime, they can kind of know, okay, you're not the one that did it. Yes. And I, um, I address that in my book too. And that's a false confession. And that is, uh, it's in that, in the crime chart that somebody is going to want to do that. It's the energy. It might be because of the police. They're, um, they're bullying or the person wants notoriety or Mm -hmm. they're just mentally not strong, but yeah, you can, you can definitely see something in the charts um, across the board when you'll notice, Oh, you're probably going to get a false confession for that. Right. Especially I've seen that when these cases get, like you said, attention, they become notorious or notoriety. Mm -hmm. It's like, for some reason you're like, are you realize what you're doing? You know, they, that spotlight. And I, and I know there's gotta be, there's a flavor of mental illness going on there somewhere where they confess. And sometimes I think, from what I understand, this is when the police withhold certain evidence or either about the body or the method or something just so they could discount people that come forward and want to insert themselves into it. Oh, yeah. 
I, and it's it's wild, you know. And to imagine that, you know, law enforcement gets four thousand tips, and yes. it's like you just can't you can't get your head around having to manage that much information. Yes. And so these charts, when when you see them, you can the crime charts, you can see if the police will be successful or not, uh, if they'll okay. get help. Or, uh, and how long it takes them to solve the crime. Really? Let me ask mm -hmm. you, when you do, okay, when it's something like that, what do, you, what, what do you use? The date that the crime was committed or how does that work? Yes. The closest that the time was committed is the best. Okay. But sometimes it's, uh, we don't have that. Mm -hmm. We also use the CCTV time. Okay. That's also a little tricky too, because I can't tell you how many times that CCTV cameras are wrong. So you have right. to... Make sure that that's right, and right. sometimes they don't change it uh, for you know daylight savings time. So, uh, and we can also look at a last text time. So if somebody doesn't know any okay. information, I can say, well, when was the last time you called them, or or exchanged some type of communication with them, and then that's when you can easily draw the chart online. You mm -hmm. there's a calculator that you use, which was never available before. And, and okay. so modern technology has, has allowed that. Before it used to be these old 90-year-old sages who would do these, um, these calculations and it would take many days to do. Okay. And now it takes literally five seconds. So. I can imagine, sure. I can, I can, it's like, okay, let me like, with the, yeah, that must've been a long process. Because was, yeah, I was thinking, okay, you know, some, and of course, like you said, CCTV, that's all part of technology and texting and things mm -hmm. of this nature. Yeah. Yeah. I, and what it is, is it draws um, a map of the sky and astrologers, uh, forensic astrologers, they actually read that language and they see what was happening uh, at that moment. So you can see, uh, was it happening in the area where the, vic the victim was familiar or mm -hmm. maybe is where it was in a car so many times you can see how crimes happen in a car um, sure. or you know so you can really read who what when where why and i consider myself a researcher um i do like to work with other astrologers mm -hmm. it's best if you work with a team because i might be off one day and i'm like oh i feel like i got four clues and then I'll work with two other astrologers and they'll tell me, well, you didn't get this, 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 or this. And it's like, oh my God, because there's so much information and it, it's really, um, it's, it's a, a thought process that's best. Let me ask you what, how would you, let's say how, you know how sometimes they'll, these, and I'm talking, these are not cold cases, these are frigid cases where they've, yeah. what they're basically, it's an, uh, a Jane Doe or John Doe, skeletal remains. There's no, um, CCTV, no modern technology, nothing. What do you use? The date that the, let's say the body was discovered. And you know, and sometimes they'll say, we're really not sure how long this person has been here. Is there it any is way to do anything tough. with that? Uh, it's very tough. I want to get better at it. Um, okay. And I tend to gravitate towards the cases that are, okay. you know, after 2005 when we texted, but uh, yeah, the, the cold, cold cases would be, you know, last time somebody talked to them probably, or when they were discovered, we can certainly get information from that. Right. Okay. You know, sometimes they, they're basically, and, and what's, and I tell everybody because sometimes I've worked on, you know, the, I don't know if you're familiar with the Doe Network or NamUs, which is they've got oh, like yeah. the rosters <laughs> of 
either missing people or unidentified or cold cases. Mm-hmm. And it's incredible because, you know, I know a lot of times the, the, the police in the jurisdiction where they were found, which doesn't mean that's where they're missing from. But anyway, they immediately look at missing persons report. And you'd mm-hmm. be surprised how many of these victims remain identified because nobody's ever reported them missing. Like they're, for lack of a better word, they're throwaways. I know. It's awful. Where the family has never said or a friend has ever called the police and said, hey, you know what? I haven't heard or seen this person a week, a month, a year. Yeah. So they have no way to match it to, I know. you know, it, is this person? It is one of the most challenging cases, I would say. Okay. But you can still look and see, you know, how to get information that helps the police. Yeah, and- I know. I know that there, there's uh, there's people that have been doing some really good work. It takes a lot of people, you know, when they're off time, they'll try to, they basically do the legwork. And you pointed it out. Sometimes some of these police departments, especially if it's a smaller department, they get overwhelmed with cases. Yeah. And if there's, you know, no squeaky wheel or, or somebody calling, hey, hey, have you, you know, have you done this? It kind of, they kind of fall by the wayside. Yeah. And, and the other thing that's sad to me and something I try to prioritize is when uh, there's a, a drug addict or prostitute or some somebody who mm-hmm. has had a crime committed, the police often, at least traditionally or historically, have just thrown them the information away and not really focused All on right. it so they, they 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 consider it risky lifestyle uh the potential uh person that killed them could be a cast of thousands let's say we're talking let's say a prostitute you know exactly. it could have been yeah, yeah right okay and, other, no, and, and i know exactly what you mean that they're nobody really pushes hard on trying to get information on it no and it's really sad because the the families really suffer because of that and um and it's important to give them closure no matter what and and many times uh these people that have these crimes committed against them these victims they've fallen on hard times they they oh, yeah. that to begin with they were just desperate so. right no no they're soft targets and unfortunately a lot of these killers they choose them just precisely for that reason because they know there's not going to be anybody worried or asking questions about what happened to so and so. Why haven't I seen so and so? They you know, they're they've lost touch sometimes with their family of origin, you know, even if they're somewhere in the background. So yeah, they, they I hate to say it in some cases they be they get like a bullseye on them and what is it, like the Green River killer and all these they, they kill oh. a bunch of them before somebody says, Whoa, we gotta stop this, you know, we gotta figure out who's doing this. I know. How many For did me. they go through? Like fifty something and they say they could be more Oh yeah, I think um, I think there were over a hundred, hundred yeah, ten like, or something like that that yeah. they know of. Right, yeah. and people don't realize that even though they some. Um, some no, I'm sorry, you're fa- right. That's the green. That's the Green River Killer. I'm thinking of um, the uh, Golden Gate. Golden. Oh, he's an. I love that. I loved it when they got him on DNA. Yay! Oh, because they had given up on this guy. And you know that at some point it took them a while to realize that they were not looking at, you know, at a burglar, a rapist and a murderer. It was the same person. Mm-hmm. And that that familial DNA hookup got them. Oh, I know. It's so exciting. And, and I hope it continues to uh, to grow in practice. Well, you know what? The reason I say that is I'm thinking of, like you just said before, these poor families mm-hmm. that they've never at least I mean, it's obviously it's not going to bring back somebody that's been murdered 
but at mm-hmm. least you have that satisfaction of saying this is the person that did it and exactly. now they're they're you know it's justice is going to be served mm-hmm. okay that's all we want and uh to, to protect other people potentially. of course even yeah. though you know what as they get older Mm-hmm. He, they stopped doing that. It's like all of a sudden they realize they I don't do. want to spend the rest of my life in a jail, so I'm getting old. Yep, they they have a different, and everyone has a different uh, different chapters in their lives. Yeah. Uh, so you are probably not the person you were 20 years ago, sure. and so uh, yeah, it's very unlikely in many many cases that it's going to happen their entire life. Uh, they just stop. well, this guy was not stupid by any by any stretch, mm-hmm. but remember he was committing crimes in the seventies and eighties and he's not stupid, which he's saying, you know, the advances they've done now with forensics, mm-hmm. I'll get caught right away <laughs> versus exactly. back then. Yeah. Most people are not smart enough now to, they, they can watch all of the shows that they want, but they just, they, they miss that one part that, that gets them. And especially right now, and this has helped us uh, mm-hmm. as astrologers, there's so many CCTV cameras around. Yes. So, and, and that can help us with the time, which is what we're looking for. Let me ask you, do you, um, I don't know if it's almost like, um, and I guess it's, you know, when you, obviously when we see, even though sometimes you see kids that kill, I'm not saying, but, but let's go where you see the adult, because I think sometimes it's real hard for somebody to see a child or an adolescent and think this person is going to be a scourge on society Oh, because I know. Because they're going to do these horrific things. I, um, I did a book report when I was in, um, high school and okay. my father was in law enforcement. He was in okay. the FBI and he worked with John Douglas, the, behavioral profile. Okay. And I, I'll never forget. We, uh, I taped him. I wish I kept that tape, but, uh, and of course I got an A on my book report on serial <laughs> killers and I will never forget. And I know I was like 16 years old. He said, Ingrid, oh, shit. <laughs> okay, don't worry about it. <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> right, don't worry. He said, Valerie. <laughs> okay. He said, Valerie, um, some people, were just born bad. Yeah. And, um, and I've always taken that and, and that actually, it has, has to do with the chart because it, it backs up the chart in it's in a sense, because there are certain things that people are born with and they will always be bullies. They will yes. always be killers. They can't do anything about it. And that's why he, uh, supported the death penalty. Yeah. And I know a I lot mean, of people and you know, yeah. I, do you think that a chart will reflect if somebody's a psychopath? Absolutely. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, it can be. It has to do with a lot of energy in Scorpio. Um, mm-hmm. Leo, which was the case for um, for Ted Bundy. Okay. There are also degrees, too. I teach the degree theory. And what... Uh, we have a lot of baby astrologers, they call them right now, where they're still into sun signs. They're really getting into the um, the, the top three, which is your moon, uh, your rising sign, and uh, your sun. But, but soon, and I'm starting to see this with demand on my site, which has a list of degrees, mm-hmm. um, 
people are going to start getting wind of the degrees. And that's where you get a lot of your energy manifesting. So there are good degrees and there are bad degrees. So the sun uh, or Saturn represents your, your father or father figure. If that's at 18 degrees, uh, many times it can show that your father was uh, maybe a negative energy in your life. Okay. So uh, two degrees means uh, that you'll be very good at what you do in that particular instance. If it's in in Aries, it shows that you'll be a top athlete. Uh, could mean that you're a top philosopher uh, that will be published for centuries. Okay. So uh, or a top comedian. And so there are these degrees. And so if you're born when these planets are at, at the position of certain degrees, that's what you're, uh, it's almost like you're, you're in an oven and you're being baked okay. with that energy. So it, it's hard to get out of that energy. <laughs> right, right. And, you know, I tell people, you know, everybody, when you say the word psychopath, everybody immediately goes to a serial killer, but there's psychopaths that, you know, there's, they don't have a conscious remorse, but they may not be violent. But these are the people that sometimes there'll be, you know, bosses. I'm going to use the boss thing because I think every, that no. they're just very uh, controlling people and don't care about running people over. And I think of that uh, girl who I actually used to work out with her, uh, not with her, but in the same way uh, up in Massachusetts. Um, she, uh, I guess she was convicted of um, bullying her boyfriend into committing suicide. Oh my God. When I hear that, that's like horrendous. Yeah. So there are, there's gray area. There's nuance. Yes. yes. And so people that's... don't realize that psychopaths, you don't necessarily have to go around like with a butcher knife killing people. Mm-hmm. You could be, let's say one of these bosses that wrecks people's careers or lives or the neighbor that just is like, making life impossible the btk killer without the killing you know how he was going around as a code enforcement making everybody's life miserable Um, and i am uh i'm writing my second book and it has to do with workplace bullies oh my god that's such a that's gonna be excellent i can tell already and what how you can tell is you can pull the time from a certain number of different moments of your interview time your Mm -hmm. um your hiring date, your first day of work. Uh, really? And you can see, and, and some of the examples I use are uh, Ann Curry. And a lot of a lot of news people, because you know what their first day was, Deborah Norville. Right. right. Um, and so they're, even presidents, you know what their first day of work is. It's uh-huh. the inauguration. Yes. You can tell what their, uh, what their presidency is going to be like. Okay. So it's, it's it's fascinating to be able to see if you're going to have, as an example, a workplace bully, and that's usually going to have to do with Mars. Uh, they're very they like to cut. Mars is cutting weapon um, aggression, mm-hmm. and um, and also Saturn because Saturn stops you from doing something. It blocks you. Oh, you 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 want to be successful, do you? Well, guess what? (laughs) So you have these poor aspects in, say, a chart for, you know, your your interview date. Mm, It's probably not going to work out so well. So you're basically you're telling me that, let's say the interview date, if one day versus another, one could be more favorable. 
Yes. Yes. Uh, okay. Exactly. You like, for instance, you don't want uh, in that in the 12th house, you mm -hmm. don't want planets in the 12th house and in, in this chart. Uh, for for any chart that you pull, because there are a few, like you might have a first interview, a second interview, right. then you're going to have, um, you know, when they send you the acceptance letter or when you sign it and then the first day. But what's really interesting is, say those are four times, right? They all are connected. You can see how they all have the same theme. And it's really wild, even if they're days or weeks apart. That so, is so interesting. I know. And if you see uh, planets in the 12th house, you are going to have hidden enemies. And... Ask you, so if somebody, if somebody was, let's say, <clears throat> here they're going to jump ship, let's say their career, they're going to go off and you would you would probably give him a great consult as far as where when and where or how and as far as what would be the best thing for them absolutely and uh you know if if maybe the money isn't going to be so great this year but hang tight because next year something is going to happen um you, know, yes. you might get syndicated in in the news media uh, using that as an example and and i use uh oprah winfrey as an mm -hmm. example she um she, you know that first time when she was a reporter she got demoted and so you know there were a few charts that she had in order to get it right right so, right exactly yeah. now they talk about mercury retrograde and and that is a really main theme in the work that i do because it usually means failure um mm -hmm. uh, and you don't generally want to start something during mercury retrograde but in oprah winfrey's chart and in kelly ripa's chart they both started a job uh during mercury retrograde and and long-term jobs. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So I was thinking, why? And then I, I remembered that the rule of Mercury retrograde is if you're just revising something, then it's very strong and very positive. And okay. so they had already worked for ABC. Okay. And they were just changing the, the platform Mm -hmm. That people were, um, you know, she, Kelly Ripa was a soap opera actress, now a talk show host. And then Oprah Winfrey was a reporter, then she became a talk show host. So um, so in their cases, they used it in, in a good way. And, and to apply to crime charts, okay. I have on my site uh, lots of case studies on Mercury Retrograde and how when criminals want to do you know, when they want to succeed, they usually don't. If they want to rob something, um, you know, whatever it is, it will probably haunt them the rest of their life. Right. So okay. it's not a good idea. Now, OJ, uh, he committed his crime during Mercury Retrograde. Really? Um, he did. Now, he had abused before, so it wasn't the first time. You can yes. think of it that way. But at the same time, it did haunt him for the rest of his life. And uh, right. it, it, it was, it didn't go well for him. If if you're of the mind that he he was actually uh, guilty. So, Not but, only, have uh, you ever come across anybody else? That's so, that's so fascinating. Anybody that's ever been caught or brought to trial that when you looked at the date that they committed let's say the crime that they were actually taken to court for, was it in Mercury retrograde? Yeah, I had a client actually who um, was adamant that I was wrong. It was a high profile case. Mm -hmm. uh, it was uh, a Saudi who got 
busted and, and this was a man from Saudi and he he just wanted to know personal but uh, personal uh, report but we started talking about his friend and he's like there's no way let me tell you he's behind bars in New York uh, you know and it's high profile there is no way that he he's gonna get out of this and I said you just wait and sure enough and I think there was something political that happened mm-hmm. uh, drop the charges which was absolutely unbelievable and so on the good side if something terrible is happening to you if it's mercury retrograde then that could be a good thing so you can use it as far as for the for the system or the person that's going after you if they're if they started something if you're in other words if you're at the receiving end of whatever is going on it might work in your favor okay that yeah, if somebody's uh, writing you up or, and I'll never forget, I got pulled over during Mercury Retrograde. <laughs> you imagine you were reading my mind. I was going, maybe yep. that's a decent time to get a traffic and, to and Exactly. And this was around the time where I was still testing it out. Like I, I was like, I wasn't really a hundred percent and um, always in research mode. So uh-huh. I'm watching him walk up to my car and I'm like, it's not going to go well for him if, if this is true. Mm-hmm. And so he goes back and of course takes forever and comes back and he says, I can't give you a ticket. My computer isn't allowing me to, to give the ticket. So you, you get a free pass today. And I was like, I, that was it for me. <laughs> and you're like, okay, well, I'm thinking about, you know, all right, now let me ask you in a case like that, but let's say you do get the ticket. Mm-hmm. All right. And let's say you scheduled to take it to court. Mm-hmm. What's going to impact it? The day you got the ticket or the date that it goes to court? Uh, the day, you, the first, I would say the day you got the ticket. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. And and it's likely now, if it's still in retrograde and you have to go to court, it's likely it'll be postponed or something okay. will fall through. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if anybody is out there, you get a ticket. We'll find out if it's a Mercury retrograde. Exactly. Now, Mercury retrograde can also be really good, too, because uh, it's a it's the universe's way of saying, don't go anywhere. Do not travel. You mm-hmm. this is not the time. This is the time to look back and and rewind and look through your stuff. OK, look through your life. So a practical way of using it might be to call your um you know, cell phone provider or a credit card or, and, and find out if they can, you know, give you a deal or what's, you know, just go through it again. And you, you'll be amazed that, um, you know, something was wrong, uh, that they're fixing, um, you might get a rate, that kind of thing. So if you wanted to use it in a practical way. Okay. And like you said, don't start something like a project. What, what would you say? Okay, do research, but don't actually start it or? Yes, exactly. Okay. And it's about the, um, the timestamp that you use. So if I think that I'm going to want to do something during retrograde and it's before that, mm-hmm. uh, I'll open up a document okay. and I'll just leave it blank. And All then right. when I want to write things during retrograde, I'll just write that during in that document. So. That, that's exactly what I was going to ask you. Mm-hmm. What what do, what do you consider is the beginning of something? But let's let's say a project. Let's say something that you're going to write. That, that, that that's mm-hmm. the first step of the inception of that project. Is yes. that what would be the considered the the timestamp? Like you said, 
Exactly. Um, anything new that you just open up, um, a okay. new endeavor that you're excited about, mm-hmm. uh, forcing yourself, let's face it, it's not easy to force yourself to procrastinate, especially the very motivated people of the world. Right. For me, I'm a Pisces. I, I'm okay with it. <laughs> right. No, no. But sometimes people get excited. They got this great idea. Like, oh, I want to do that. I want to do that. Or That's great. You know? And and I found that Leos tend to be like that. Okay. And Leos are ruled by the sun. And the sun is uh, the closest. Like, I think it's all about magnetic energy. We're, we're amidst magnets. Mm-hmm. And Mercury is closest to the sun of all the planets. You know, I should say sun is the closest to Mercury. Okay. And so, um, and I think there must be, and, and also people are born during Mercury retrograde okay. and those people tend to get very excited to do things. It still doesn't work out for them. So there are certain people, there's a, there's a percentage of people who want to do this. Meghan Markle's one of those people. Mm-hmm. Okay. She, um, she started her and I closed my eyes and just shook my head when she started her very excitedly. She started her, um, her, it was, I think it was her web website, but it was also Instagram. I think it was whatever platform she was using. Okay. And it was it went crazy. So she got like a million followers and, and everything, but it wasn't, it, it was fine for about six or nine months. And then they were forced to shut it down. If you'll okay. recall. Okay. Um, I did hear something about it, that. It was um, Sussex something. Okay. And they, had to, they had to close it down because uh, the queen said so. <laughs> okay, so go. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. You know, you want to, you want to marry into the royal family. There you go. When that thing about the 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 travel, mm-hmm. if you make the travel arrangements, but it's not Mercury retrograde, but you're going to travel, the actual date of the travel is Mercury retrograde. Are you saved because you did it or planned no. it or paid for it? No. Nope. The best thing to do is plan it uh, when Mercury is direct mm-hmm. and take it when Mercury is direct. Okay. That's, you're going to have the best time. Uh, people tend to get in arguments. Um, okay. There's uh, obviously there's the little. I've seen people have a fine time during Mercury uh, mm-hmm. retrograde, but there might be a they miss their flight. Um, I know somebody who got married this past month during mm-hmm. uh, Mercury retrograde, and all the flights that the they had and their uh, their guest had. I wouldn't say all of them, but a good amount canceled. Right. Out of, yeah. And I've read about that. You're right. Mm-hmm. So it's what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Something to think about for the planners, mm-hmm. you know, that nowadays. Now, if there's something, let, let's go down to the, if there's something that, it, let's say, let's go with Mercury retrograde. That's unavoidable. Something like, I can't wait. How long is Mercury retrograde? A few weeks, a couple of weeks or how long? It's is tough. It? Uh, yeah. It comes three times a year. Um, it's usually two to three weeks. Okay. And then shade too. So uh, a lot of times you get that and I'll get calls about people who need to go into surgery. Right. And I'll give you an example. Uh, I, I told this one, it was a gentleman I was talking to and he said, I have to, you know, my wisdom teeth, I got to get them out. They're infected. They hurt. Mm-hmm. And I said, if there's any way you can just medicate, nope, can't do it. So what had happened was he'd had the surgery and um, everything was fine, but his tongue was numb. And he, a year later, it was still numb. Cool. So there are, um, you know, there are repercussions. You're, you're okay. going to suffer if you don't sacrifice. 
okay, yeah, there's something that's going to be in there at the end. And I and, and I understand what he was describing. That sounds to me like I'd probably like pull him, you know, I can't. Take I, know. It. <laughs> I can't. Have, I, uh, but yeah, I see what you're saying that you get a little extra that you don't like that goes with it. Exactly. There's always going to be uh, some something that you're not going to like. And, and surgery dates are big. You know, that's what this, mm-hmm. many astrologers are hired for these days. And, and you have to be very careful. You you can't do surgery during a void, of course, moon. Um, okay. You can't, um, you know, you can, but you shouldn't. Uh, you should wait for moon to wane because okay. you'll have less, less blood flow. Medical astrology is just huge right now. It's okay. really, uh, and that's a whole other niche. And but, I'm wondering, you know, I wonder, you know, how you, how you have that conversation with your doctor. Well, doc, oh, you know, I, I want you to have it at this date at this time. And, and he'll look at you or she'll look at you and go, huh? Yep. <laughs> oh yeah. And, uh, and they'll, they'll traditional, uh, medical people, um, in, in the health industry, they just, they they don't care about void of course moon, but you're, you're going to care, which is what happened a couple of weeks ago. One of my clients, um, had to get chemo okay. and, uh, and I, I really tried to push to get him to reschedule and he's like, Nope. So he goes, he has to wait two hours, which is not uh, normal for this, this group and this procedure. And then they found, he found out that he didn't get uh, the correct treatment. So um, they, they had to give him some additional things and they didn't. So, you know, you just have to, to things get complicated, huh? Yeah, then you'll get complications. Absolutely. So let me ask you, let's say, do you do something, let's say for a year in, in, in um, overall, not, not a personalized one, where mm-hmm. you could look at a year and mm-hmm. say, this is going to be a good year, so-so year, or good in this area, but bad in this one, or... You're And you're talking about mundane astrology, like the, the world, or like... Well, let, let, let's say... Well, yeah, let's say for, let's say where you live, let's say in the United States. And I know that's why I'm saying, I know that God, because you're thinking, okay, something could go really great in one part of the world. And then in the other side, it's like, uh, and what would you do? Or I, I mean, I imagine how I'm trying to think, how would you do something like that? Uh, learn how to sell stocks, uh, short, (laughs) (laughs) uh, prepare for the worst. And what does that mean? And that's interesting because that, uh, a lot of astrologers right now are saying, you know, these next three, four, five years are going to be tough. Um, they're not going to be a bed of roses, Mm -hmm. but what do people do? Um, when the, when things aren't, um, you know, a renaissance. In fact, it's interesting how uh, Beyonce is coming out with a um, an album called Renaissance. Okay. And so um, I I don't see it being a renaissance for many groups of people. But you you ask yourself, okay, so if, if times are going to get difficult, how can I prepare myself? Um, but yeah, I think that that's the consensus mostly, which is. And we're going to be pin- pinching pennies for a while. Right. And, and I tell everybody, and, and I guess part of it is also sometimes we've gotten a little bit jaded. I remember when Y2K was coming around mm-hmm. that everybody they were saying, not astrologers, but overall, everything was going to, because the computers, everything was computerized at that point. Well, it was a lot of fear. Lot and of fear. nothing was, for some reason, these computers were not going to be able to recognize the 2000 and everything was going to go... Blah. 
Nothing mm-hmm. happened. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point too. Yeah. And, uh, I, it, I hope and that's, no, I'm case. not, I'm not by, by any, I'm not discounting what you're saying, but I'm just saying that sometimes people, uh, our society that we're, and I'm going to say, uh, we're, we're very used to having it nice. You know what I'm saying? We are. We are. I remember being a kid, um, I guess in my teenage years and, you know, taking a history class or whatever and thinking to myself, God, what was it like back? And not like it's going to be like this, but what was it like when everybody was high on the hog in the 20s mm-hmm. and then suddenly everything was flipped yeah. um, 180? And we're seeing that already. Um, we're seeing a lot of people just being in shock and and it does build ca- a character. It yeah. does by taking taking things away we learn what's uh what's most important so that might be one of the lessons that we're here to learn when we're on earth yeah and people um, don't realize when they had that stock market crash in 1929 okay that uh there were you know you hear these stories of uh some of these financiers jumping to their deaths off you know all over wall street because they were basically wiped out and then of course we went into the great depression Mm -hmm. and um it was yeah. like, it was, from what I understand, I believe it was like 25% of the population was unemployed, and the other 75%. But even then, I don't think we would ever realize what it would be if we had a 25% unemployment rate involuntarily. How's that? Exactly. Uh, it was a very yeah. difficult time. And we're looking at what, about 100 years later, we've, everybody, everybody, the majority of people that lived during those times of, are long gone. They are. Yeah. I, and I, I really try to think on a deep level on what is all this for? And then I always go back to the, um, the phrase age of Aquarius. Um, What is happening right now? Well, we are being forced into, I don't know about force, but we are moving into the age of Aquarius. And what does the age of Aquarius mean? Well, it means living online. It means uh, depending on electronics and the future of technology. So what's happening? Well, we are, we have this uh, terrible plague. Everyone moves out into the country. Mm-hmm. They, um, they telecommute. Right. And now what's happening? Um, everybody feels a little bit better. They're going back into the office. Well, now gas prices are going up. God, that's so another one. Yeah. Yeah. So now what's happening? You've got all these people living out in the country mm-hmm. and now gas prices are the way they are. So they're staying out there. They're not going to come in mm-hmm. commuting. So what does that forces the moving on online even more? And I think that's really the, the end game here is over these next few years for us to really develop our lives to really be the Jetsons in every yeah. way, shape, and form, whether we like it or not. And you and you hope you have a good Wi-Fi signal. I, I you know, the reason I, I live, <laughs> you know, I was born and raised in Miami in South Florida, and I moved out here like it's going to be a year. I live out in the sticks. It's a little town in North Florida. It's only got 5,000 inhabitants. Oh, really? oh wow. And, uh, you know, you know, being used to like, oh, Wi-Fi, my Wi-Fi signal is great all the time. Yeah. All right. You know, I, I went through kind of like a culture shock and I have to drive miles to get to, a you know, just like a, a supermarket, like a regular supermarket. Wow. So you're already skilled in, in that. And now. Oh, yeah. Well, you, 
Yeah, you but I'm saying I understand. And even now, mm-hmm. especially like what you just said with gas prices, like, okay, whatever we're going to do that we're going to drive, we're going to put it on one day and then we're going to take the trip and we're going to okay. take care of it. And yeah, um, yeah the, I, you could tell that people now, I mean, whether they want to or not, they're going to be forced to, to, you know, we got to rethink this, you know, if you're the adults in the, in the exactly. it's thinking outside the box, it's yes. pushing everybody to do that. And, and every time we think that we've solved this one thing, then something else is going to come at us. Yes. And it's just waves right now. The waves are higher than they were before. Yes. And, <laughs> and I know a lot of people usually, I th- I see that before stuff would come along, but there was more space and time between things. And I think a lot of people are like, you know, it's just been very rapid, a lot of intense changes. And since I'm older, I tell everybody, you know, once upon a time, I lived very happily and there was only one phone in the house. <laughs> you oh, know, yeah. there was no, no, yeah. you know, no technology as far as uh, a cell phone. You know, and I said, exactly. I remember when the page, when the answering machines and the pagers came in on the thing. And then. Well, what know. I worry about, though, is that once we are so and we already are so dependent on yes. the cloud, yeah. what is one day that is going to get shut off. And then what? What will just be like, like, Oh my God. Oh my God. I can't. And they're not, people aren't going to know what to do. They're not going yeah. to know how to live. Yes. Well, so, so uh, that, that could be a shock too. It's, it's all about shocks and that's what Aquarius is. It's, it's something that's shocking. So. Well, you know what I think now, let me ask you is when you say we're, how long does this, because like you said, you hear the age of Aquarius. How long is an age supposed to last? It's a good question. I think it could be many hundreds of years. Oh. And yeah. And I don't really believe we're actually in Aquarius. Um, and I don't think we will get there uh, in our lives. It'll be our next lives mm-hmm. um, because I believe that our souls have uh, different cycles and okay. we just have to get rid of the old body and get a new one and then start it okay. all over again. Okay. But, uh, and of course, you know, that's, that's my belief, but Aquarius, I think will probably um, be maybe, I don't know, 2100, maybe 2050, okay. something like that. Um, maybe even, maybe even longer, but it, it's very, it's very long. I think the industrial revolution was um, and the years of the invention were the very, that was the cusp there. And once we got into the sixties and we were going to the moon and we started to ramp up a little bit. Um, And then, um, you know, the eighties and everything was uh, more technological. We, the synthesizer was extremely uh, in music, extremely Mm -hmm. popular. So we started hearing a lot more things that were synthesized and things became more synthetic. Um, so yeah, it's, it's very, very, very slow. We just started like, what was 2008 when, right. 2008 when everybody really started using the internet 24 right. seven. Yeah. So it'll be a while. Let me ask you, and, and I've heard, and I don't know this is, if this is accurate, that some of the constellations have, in other words, but at the time that the constellations were done, you know, that, you know, you have Libra, whatever, yeah. Scorpio, that, that in other words, that these constellations have shifted so that, you know how you say, well, if you were born between this date and this date, then you're this sign. Yes. Yes. But that those dates supposedly have shifted because these constellations are not in the same place that they were when they were first designated. Those dates were used. Is that accurate? 
Uh, yes, yes, it is. Um, you know, a fixed star was in a different place. Mm-hmm. You know, when Da Vinci was uh, was painting, right. he had a very uh, interesting fixed star. Um, he had the devil in his. Um, really. Yes, uh, and so I was trying to figure out, and and it's a wonderful method or channel astrology uh, to dig into history because it makes you more interested, I think, in some cases. And in Da Vinci, uh, I was like, what on earth did he paint something called the devil? Because when you Mm -hmm. see a fixed star like that, so prevalent, you want to know. And come to find out, he uh, nobody knew that he was homosexual, so he had a young. painter a young apprentice yes and in italy or in italian his name everybody knew was like the little devil oh you're kidding yeah so i thought that was really interesting but but to back to your question um yeah it's it's a good question i go by the cl- the calculators they give me today okay uh, so if they say libra is libra then okay libra okay but i i do think that it's by degree the little by little it does change. You're right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that is <laughs> questions. Okay. No, you know, because you hear these things and then you think, well, is it really accurate or is it not accurate? Or if there was a change in the constellation, was it minimal where it really doesn't make a difference? So you, you know, and I, and the reason yeah. I'm going to give you a perfect example. My grandson was born on August 23rd, which mm-hmm. I believe is the dividing one between Leo. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Leo Virgo. And- and you mm-hmm. always don't know to which way that would go. Yeah, right. You see, both, and both, both. Oh, God. oh, absolutely. You'll, you'll, he'll, he'll have a hybrid. Um, you know, he'll, he might be very fastidious. Um, no, but he likes him. To, no, no, really. So no. very strong, and he's got. Uh, he yes, he's very strong. Him. He's very, very strong. Like likes the gym, likes uh, physical things, um, uh, hair, lots of hair. He's well, you know what's really funny? He's one of these guys that's he's a real blonde, like you know, blonde eyelashes, blonde everything. Um, so he's trying yeah. to grow a beard now, and it's like kind of you filling in. So he does have hair, but at the same okay. time, he's not okay. one of these dark haired guys. So well, Leo's just they love uh, weights. They love to be strong. Yeah, he's a strong uh, kid. Uh, or they have a strong um, opinion. There's something very, very strong about them. And that, um, not to segue into Ted Bundy, <laughs> but Ted Bundy um, had some Leo in him where he had superhuman strength. Um, really? When he went in and he he broke a window to get into somebody's basement apartment, he, he you wouldn't. You wouldn't think right, he's no. like the rock or anything, but he had that superhuman strength. You could and see you that. look at him and you think, oh, he's just kind of a slender guy. Yeah, he was extremely strong. And and he was also adept at uh, hitting, like hitting or, or um, going to a target and just um, at the speed of light, mm-hmm. able to just attack. Okay. So, yeah. Somebody asked do you, do, do, because you mentioned something earlier and I know that, you know, the moment or whatever your birth and whatever you're born, you're born. Do you think that there's any type of familial, how can I say it, effect positive or negative that impacts when you're born? Because almost like you said, a multi-generational thing. 
Yeah, I do. I believe we're all connected. Um, I believe that uh, what's really cool is like I can go into my mother's or my father's birth chart mm -hmm. and I can see who I am to them. Okay. Um, how I would play out, how what I would look like. Um, so it is very much like DNA where you are destined to play this out uh, in your story, but you're going to have these effects on these other people. So it's it's all connected, just like DNA. Right. And, I'm, and I'm going down the, the thing of, you know, like you said earlier, you know, that concept of a bad seed. You yeah. Know. Yep. And is, so there, is there something playing out? I don't know whether you want to call it karma or something going on with that family. And this is basically, it's almost like, okay, because of what's in your, I don't know, it could astrological be DNA. There are different levels, uh, like the Kennedys is a good example. Um, I yeah. did a blog on, blog post on uh, Joe, Joseph Sr. and how I think he might have had a family curse and how, <laughs> yeah, you, uh, yeah. yeah, and how it went down. And it could be just because um, he used his power and authority to uh, to do some things potentially during uh, prohibition mm -hmm. and uh, and just broke a lot of a lot of rules a lot of universal rules sure. and uh, when you see eight degrees that can mean black magic and it can also mean um, a curse so and, and I believe he has eight degrees and so do some of his um, some of his uh, sons right and people in his family so. Yeah, um, I, I do. I think uh, there there's a potential for bad seeds. But if you know astrology, you can be I, I do think that you can change the outcome. Right. And that's what I'm saying that in some cases, nature versus nurture versus what your choices are versus, you know, I if, it's whether to choose the strength of time. If you know about time then that is um, your key and you need to know, you need to know things. You're going to know, you're going to need to know all the facts about time. And that's really the foundation of what I'm doing. Let me ask you, if somebody came to you now and said, I had a baby. So they're going to mm -hmm. give you exact date time and you do a chart. Would your advice also say, you know what, this person or this baby is going to have, these are their strengths and their weaknesses. So try to steer him away from this yes, towards absolutely. that. Okay. Yeah. I think um, you have to be careful. Natalie Wood comes to mind when, uh, you know, her mother was told by a psychic that she should never go near water mm -hmm. and then she ends up drowning because she never learned to swim. Right. So we have to be really careful about what you say, mm -hmm. but yes, it, it can show uh, certain things where, if you let the parents know, they're more accepting of their idiosyncrasies, okay. um, how they communicate, of how how they relate to others. Okay. Because you know what? I could see people, and I hate to say it, but nowadays, you know, uh, uh, the parents, uh, especially when if you're not planning to have a lot of kids, you want to try to like, you know, they're wanting to plan everything of their you child's life. Them. You want to mm -hmm. help them. You do. You know, you want to make their life easier. And... Mm -hmm. I tell everybody because I have my own, you know, despite what your best intentions are when they're babies, as they grow up, they, they do things that you're like, where'd you get this from? You know, why are you doing that? So, exactly. uh, and it's, and it's all a learning process. We're all here to yes. learn. Uh, and unfortunately many times it's through crisis. Yes. So, uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's very difficult sometimes knowing what you know and looking at a child's birth chart and yes. 
you know, we, we don't, we don't like to say anything ugly, <laughs> but it, yeah, of course. the person, um, nobody has a perfect life. Of course and not. So that's, you can have the highest of the highs. And, and one example is Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got more fame than you could ever imagine, mm-hmm. but uh, he goes to a film festival and he can't really sit with his family. Um, and he doesn't have that fulfillment. So there's, there's always going to be empty holes in, in your life that you have to live with. Right. So. Right. The quid pro quo. This is, this is the price of fame for you. Mm-hmm. you there's know, a price for everything. <laughs> right. You, you can't go down to the corner drugstore and go no. buy toothpaste, you know, just or a beer <laughs> or whatever, because right. you're going to get mobbed. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well. Exactly. You know, there's a lot of people out there that say, man, I want to be famous. I'll do with it. Yeah, until you're there. I'll do anything. And then, and then it's, it's like, empty. It's not what they thought. Of course not. Yeah. Absolutely. It's as far as happiness, that is. Yeah, sometimes that's the journey. You know, so many of these actresses want so much to be famous. And mm-hmm. then, um, you know, they, they have terrible behind the scenes types of scenarios that play out. And who wants those? So Yeah, and you were, you were telling me something about that. You had looked at the Amber Heard johnny depp thing and you're thinking that that's not finito yet no i don't think so i think uh there's going to be something that comes out about the jury there i i think there might be some some things we don't know yet and you know uh, what i'm afraid of i'm going to tell you i'm afraid that there's going to be other couples out there because i think they got so much coverage out of this as negative as it was it's like man Mm -hmm. this is too much information i could i really didn't want to know about this but I, know. I see these some of these actors where their star is fading or has faded that will somehow say, that's the ticket. That's how I'm going to get three or four weeks of daily coverage. Let me see what I could do or who I could, you know. It's I, very I possible. Like, very possible. The, the court reality TV. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I hope not. You know, because, you know, I'm going to say there's a portion of them out there that I know that are narcissists that'll you know, fame at any price, you know, nothing worse than being forgotten and overlooked. So I know. know. But we will see. Again, Valerie, thank you so much for my podcast listeners. What is your website address? Well, thank you for having me on again. And you can find out more information about forensic astrology by going to forensicastrologer.com. And you can also follow me on Instagram at forensic astrologer. And then also on YouTube, you just uh, search Forensic Astrologer Valerie and okay. the channel will pop up. Perfect. And you said you're working on another book. Are you going to be releasing it this this year? I am. I'm hoping to by the summer. Okay. And what is that something as far as uh, is, it, is it going to be involving crimes or, or, or is it a certain methodology you're using? Uh, yes, the theme is uh, your workplace and oh, that's right. I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, no, it's I could see so people. people. I could see people. You know what? I, people, because I think people, even though you know a lot of biz, you know uh, the workplace. If you want to call it a Zoom workplace, you still mm-hmm. have to deal with problems as in coworkers and bosses. A lot of people are having to deal with bullying because of a control problem. And uh, they, their bosses are, are working, you know, um, long distance, yeah. several states over. And so they need to feel good about themselves by micromanaging and a whole host of other things. But sabotage is 
unfortunately more common now. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just wanted to give some people some insight before they make the first step into that next job. Well, let me tell you something. The people and and you know once upon a time and i'm i'm gonna use my 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 old work you know once upon a time you would you would have that parent company uh thing and people stayed many years and usually uh you would get promoted from within those that doesn't exist in other words you could see where you might have a boss who's Mm -hmm. maybe you're really good maybe you're even better than your boss and your boss is thinking whoa this person even though you might never do it you know, this person is going to overshadow me. So I'm going to. It's so common too. It's so common. Yes. Yes. People that, uh, that thing about, man, I can't do that. This is this person's livelihood. There's a lot of people that they don't care about that. mm -hmm. And you can see a lot more than that. You can see if there's shenanigans behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Saw that with Matt Lauer in Ann Curry's chart. God, that was incredible. It was like, Mm-hmm. And you know what? It's I think also it's sad because when that came out, apparently it was like a well-known secret. It was like everybody knew yeah. about it. Yep. Everybody knew about it um, in the news business. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things you can see. You can see, um, you know, if there's going to be women who uh, are jealous of you yes. or if, if there's an older woman that might help you. And to stick with that one because right. they'll, they'll take you to great heights. So there's good and bad in right. any part. That is great. Thank you so much. It has been great to speak to you, Valerie. I'm going to put uh, a link to the credits in the credits of the show directly to your website. And I want to wish you the best of luck. Absolutely. It has been great. All right. I had a lot of fun. Take care, darling. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wow. There we go. Yep. Believe it or not, I had to fall back on Skype because at the last minute, everything went. And you know what? But that's what you learn when you do this work where you have A, B, and C. You have a backup, backup to the backup, to the backup, back, back, backup. Because let me tell you something. What we were talking about with, with Valerie as far as technology, it's great. But man, technology can go sideways very easily, very unexpectedly. So, yeah. Anyway, guys, I hope you liked this interview. I thought it was fascinating. All right. I never, I mean, I knew that, yeah, that astrology people do it for their birth charts. And, you know, it kind of tells you, especially if you can give your, uh, <clears throat> your even your birth hour. But I never had thought of it as in being used for this. For um, I mean, I know, yeah, people have done it like on serial killers, obviously, because they can get the information. They can say, you know what, you can see in this person's chart where they ended up being who they were or that they were going to basically become a serial killer, whatever the case might be. But what she was talking about cases, about victims, um, I think that's fascinating. In other words, you're using what's available there to try to reconstruct information, um, And I wish I could have asked her, you know, if, God, I wish I had asked her, like, let's say if, let's say uh, the the thing about the victim, let's say you get a victim, uh, modern times. So you kind of have an approximate date of when either the person disappeared, got killed, whatever. 
if once they do that, there's a way to look at the profile of who would have done this to this person. Or is that totally, you know, maybe you look at the chart and you're saying, okay, well, you know, what if it's a person that's known? I wonder if you looked at that chart and it would say, you know, th this is the profile of the person that did this to this person. I wonder if that's a, such a thing is possible. Interesting, huh? I wish I, I forgot to ask for that. But yeah, again, it's fascinating because you think of, um, you know, I, I was, I, I was telling her before we, we began recording that you hear about ancient times, you know, sometimes when it was like a, a child, a royal child, uh, they would do an astrological chart just to see how it looked. Or in some cases they would try to have the birth occur at a certain date or certain time, whatever, which is kind of hard to do. Uh, because they were saying this is a favorable date for the child to be born astrologically. In other words, they knew the importance of the birth date and time, even as far as this, this is their destiny. In other words, because of their moment of their birth, this could alter their destiny. And the flip side of it is what I was asking her nature, nurture, how much of a, how much do we have free will? Okay. How much does our environment have to do with how we, you know, maybe you might have certain tendencies, but let's say you're brought up in a nonviolent household versus a violent household. Let's say you're an A-type personality. And uh, you know who I heard this about? I don't know if you're, God, what was his last name? He just known as the ice pick murderer. God, my God, what's his last name? He died already. He passed away and he was, um, ooh, he had like a beard, a goatee, big guy. His name escapes me. It'll come to me, of course, when I'm done here. But he he ended up he was he was killing people. He he basically he was like a hitman for uh for the mafia. But he you know he was he was killing people along the way too. Just people that got in his way. And one time I was reading that uh, ice pick guy, ice man. Let me see, and serial killer. I hate it when I cannot remember. Richard Kuklinski. There we go. Thank you, Marlene. Okay. Richard Kuklinski. I had read something that he he was in like an A-type personality. All right. But they were, they were talking about if you have an A-type personality, but it's born into a violent household, which apparently he was. He lived and was in a violent household. He grew up. Uh, his His father, you name it then you get the, this A-type personality then produces a Kuklinski, an Iceman, a pathological uh, killer, you know, who <laughs> this guy had no qualms about uh, killing somebody. I think there was one time I read that he was traveling down south somewhere and some uh, guys in a van, uh, I don't think they ran him off the road, but, or they got in front of him. One of those deals, maybe they did run... But it was just way back. And he ended up killing them. And for years, for for a couple of decades or more, it was like three teenagers or three young men that were in a, in a van. He killed them. Nobody could figure out who killed these guys or why. Because, of course, this was a stranger on stranger thing. And he was passing through and they were just like, what happened? And I guess it was in the middle of nowhere. It wasn't like in a city. It was like out in the road somewhere in the back country in Georgia. Something like that, if I remember correctly. And Later on, they finally, I think after he was arrested, that 
he talked about it because again he was he lived up in the northeast and they were saying they were explaining that because of his personality he was born with but because of the environment his family environment that he grew up in it just made him into what he was that violent then but then you think okay what Valerie's talking about was that written in the stars for him to begin with as far as his birth date okay or could there have been always an alternative even if he would have been born within this really dysfunctional family setting but the the date his birth date would have been different from what it was would he still have been i don't know psych- uh, how can i say would he have still been maybe a miserable sob but not have gone on to kill people it's, it's inevitable that i mean if you go into and you, you read about his background it was pretty horrible uh and i think his brother he threw a kid off a roof i mean this this was messed up big time uh, or was he just, or was that moment of his birth slated to be because that was his destiny? That's a big question mark, a real big question mark. Or that you think, okay, you're born one or two hours later. Will that make all the difference in between what is your destiny or what kind of person you end up being? Food for thought, right? Food for thought. So, yeah, let me tell you something. Uh, that's a lot of thinking there. As far as how how much we think we have free will or how much, uh, you know, when you say you make certain decisions, that they take you certain places, how much is it really your free will or is how much is it your destiny that that's what, you know, you come to the fork in the road and you're thinking, okay, this is my choice. I'm going to left or right. And your destiny was you're going to go the right hand no matter what, even though you think you're making a choice at a point. Hmm. Or is it something that because you make that choice, you delay it? Something that was going to happen, good or bad, you know. There's people sometimes that will say, you know, and, and I've experienced it myself. Let's say a job. Let's go down the road. You get a job and you or you want a certain job or whatever in a certain field. And you just can't get it. And you end up taking another job somewhere else because you're like, I got to need a job. And then while you're at that other job, that job that you're not so thrilled with, you down the road, basically, you have a way of getting the job that you wanted to begin with. But in other words, unless you would have taken that first job that you weren't really thrilled with, you were never going to get that opportunity to go to that other job or meet the person that would open a door for you. Do you see what I'm saying? Like you have to do this first thing and then this will lead to something that you wanted that if you had tried to go without it, you would never, let's say that if you said, you know what, this sucky job, I don't take it. If I can't have that one that I want, forget it without you knowing that, you know, take the sucky job because that's going to be your entrance into what you want or meeting the person that's going to give you a hand up. I mean, it could go, you know, what is it? The multiverse thing, like uh, Dr. Strange, different variables of what could play out. But then, if you listen to what Valerie said, not not really. Interesting. I'm still kind of like, all right, guys, I hope you like this interview. Please come back. I have a lot of great guests coming on and I know you're going to like them. Some are new guests like uh, Valerie. Others are people that have been here before, but it's been a few years. 
And a lot of things have happened between God knows. And we'll talk about all that interesting stuff. And again, uh, if you have any suggestions for topics, for guests, for anything, uh, send shoot me an email at marlene at miamigoschronicles.com and I will make sure to take it up. So I'll see you soon. And until then, remember, you are wonderful. Thank you so much for coming and spending this time with me. Take care.